You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Four, three, two, one. Hi, this is illustrious Michael K. Easton. I am Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. Seth. The darkness has swallowed Seth. You're really irritating him with that lighting setup over there. Yeah. He's bragging about he's bragging about, oh, I got new lighting, I got a new lamp, da da da. And then man, he's bragging on yours. Like I'm so bright and like I feel like I, I'm like HD and he's over there being like what is it, UHF or something? I'm sixteen by nine. <laughs> what are you? Uh, three by four. Maybe he's a little down in the dumps for being part of a podcast that lost the voting tw- twice running. I'm not at all. Podcast. I am the least disappointed person about that. I, I don't care. Let's well, hey, you want to? So we want to figure out our, who our enemies are who beat us. Sure. I yeah, I voted. Is for that him. important to you? To who we should hate? <laughs> I'm happy for them. All right, so this was the Clutch MOV, the literary magazine for the region we call home. Did best of the area, best restaurant, best theater, best kids, you know, day out, whatever. They did best podcast. We did, we we qualified. That was cool. Like someone nominated us. We thank whoever did that. That was cool of you. So we were on the ballot. (laughs) It's an honor just to be nominated. But okay, get, get a lot of these winners, okay? Number one, the MOV Public Forum. All right. This is a local podcast run by concerned citizens to engage participation in civic life in the Mid-Ohio Valley. All right. So no no mention of Riverdale. Yeah. No mention. Like, what are they even doing with their lives? No Fonzie. Welcome back, Cotter Mashups. Nothing. That's a problem. No $6 million man. Star Wars theories. Their fans participate. Ours don't. Oh, civic wow. enga- what, who is more civically engaged than we are? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the number two vote getter, the Resilient Purpose podcast. So guess what they do? <laughs> they are dedicated to long-form discussions on mental health and addiction. Oh okay. my god. They're out trying to help people. They're trying to, to to be a positive force in the area. Come on. What is what more positive than K-Pow? K-Pow. How many times has one of them done a Mario impression? I mean, yeah. probably right. none. I bet they haven't even like mentioned it. a mustache ride on their podcast. <laughs> Right. And the number three vote getter, My Town Hustle, an in-depth look at the people, policies, and processes that make small towns work. So it's about the economics of small town living and businesses and a lot of yada yada yada. Oh, I bet that people just love that. Oh, 
Are all Listen three of these the same person? Because it yeah. all sounds like the exact same thing. Yes. It's all about our town, how it works, and the depression that comes along with it. And trying to fix it. Well, well, our vow to you is we're not out to fix anything. Mm-mm. We are fine. <laughs> if you listen to our, our last episode, we're out actually to depression. That's true. Yeah, we enjoy sulking in our depression. So, guys, we'll never, no matter how many times they do this vote, we will never win. So, you know, I'm and, happy with our underdog status. Right. I'm a little disappointed in the fact that, like, we had friends that have podcasts in this area that were also nominated. Some were, some weren't. But, like, nobody would like to have seen one of them rather than whatever this other I, I would have. It's not realistic to me that these podcasts are podcasts that people listen to. No. People listen to podcasts of things they enjoy normally. Right. That, that are like entertainment and not like uh, deep discussions or whatever. Maybe not. I, I'm sure there's something for everybody. I don't need I don't to know care. the I've inner workings of Marietta, Ohio. been in this for anything. <laughs> so. Well, this is, is this not the problem with the Oscars? All the movies that win Oscars are the, the movies nobody goes and sees. So the fan favorites, the beloved things like us, you know, they don't get the the, the rewards. So. Yeah, yeah. I'd even looked up, and most of these so-called award-winning podcasts of the Mid Ohio Valley, they didn't have like over like twenty episodes. Here we are sitting at what two eighty-five. Like we're as we said, a qu- our our quantity is going to blast their quality. Out that's of right. Water. That's right. <laughs> so welcome to our new enemies. Congratulations to, to joining our list of people on our bad side. And uh, we'll see you again when we do more voting. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> we could be. Uh... Six years in the running of uh, not winning this damn thing, so. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. This is where the early planning is taking place for our so-called uh, Disney World project. Mary Poppins practically perfect in every way. As you can see on this map, we have a perfect location in Florida. Paul, I'm Michael Eisner. We call it Epcot. I'm there popping, y'all! This means family. means nobody gets left behind. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled at Walt Disney Productions. Fun imagination, huh? Anyways, guys, I brought some stuff this week. Uh, this is first Friday of June. And uh, this week, out in California, Disneyland to be specific, Avengers Campus opened. Did, did, did you guys have any, uh, did you see any feedback? Did you watch any of the opening ceremony? I saw- I saw the pictures that uh, Rob Liefeld posted that he was just having a heck of a good time. 
It appeared that way. Did he get a way. special invite, or did he have to pay for a ticket? I, I feel like he, he was he got a VIP pass. Because, <laughs> so, you know, right now he's doing the 30 for 30 Deadpool covers. So this is the first um, land de- dedicated to the MCU uh, as far as Disney parks goes. Universal, we've talked in the past about they've got the old 90s comic book uh, versions um, over in, or- in the Orlando uh, parks there. Um, but this is the first based on, on all the movies, guys, that we that we love. And... Um, it wasn't, um, spared from some criticism from the, from the Disney community. Um, some people were really excited about it, had a great time with it, got to go, uh, maybe they got, uh, in on the medium pass or, um, or the first day open, but I'm going to run down. I'm going to let you know a few of the things that opened, um, on, on the Avengers campus. Okay. So we've already mentioned, we talked in the past about the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, the Drop Tower ride that had been re, basically redone from a, uh, the old Tower of Terror a few years ago. It's been open part of a, uh, for a few years now. That's been made part of the new Avengers campus, okay? So it sits right adjacent, that, that ride everybody has experienced with Guardians of the Galaxy before, um, if you've been out to Disneyland Resort. So with this, they've added on, you know, much clamored for by the fans, things like Pim's Test Kitchen, where you can go in and and get a really big pretzel or um, some special. You can't uh, shrink yourself now. You can get, uh, yeah, you can get some real special um, cocktails um, served in, in scientific beakers. So that's scientific beaker. Yes, scientific. There's some tequila shots in there. Not like the Muppet beaker. (laughs) I work in a lab, and that's what we call them. Scientific beakers. Scientific beakers. Yes, yes. Not to be confused (laughs) with the Muppet. Um. (laughs) There's also a shawarma stand, guys. Shawarma from that movie, Avengers. I Um, remember that movie. And then. Um, there is a facility they are calling Spider-Man Web. W-E-B stands for Worldwide Engineer Brigade. Oh my. And this features um, that a little Spider-Man stunt show. Okay. Guy dresses up like Spider-Man, goes up above you and flips around on some boxes and does some backflips and some cartwheels. And then runs back behind after all that's done. And we see that we've all seen the animatronic robot that they launch through the air um, to make, you know, it looks like Spider-Man's flying, webbing through the air. Um, that happens and he crawls down a building on a wire and then does a, a fan meet and greet for a photo op. So there's that. The, the robot does all that? No, no, no. The robot only flies through the air. The, the the poor guy in the suit has to do the rest. Um, and does a robot fly through the air on a wing and a prayer? It does. Um, then also at Web, there's a new Web Slingers uh, ride attraction. Okay, so we, we did get a new ride. 
It is a um, it's a 3D screen based attraction. You get the goggles, um, and you do this. You you swing you swing your arms, make that motion to make uh, the the shoot the spider box. Hey, oh, what's going on with the webs? You gotta Gugino. shoot Carla, Carla Gugina. You got to shoot her. <laughs> you got to keep telling her how great she is. It's like a rocketopus. You leave her alone. She's a good lady. <laughs> um. Speaking of Mario, um, in addition to this right now, you can just make that motion with your hands all day, right? You, we can all Who do left that. all these webs everywhere? I gotta clean this toilet up. <laughs> you can also go to the gift shop next door and for $70. Award losing podcast. Yes, true. We wonder why we didn't win that damn thing. Uh, for $70, guys, you can get... You can get web. You can buy your own web slingers to use on the ride, and you can get Spider Man. You can get Ghost Spider, or you can buy the repulsors um, that will do the same thing. You can get uh, Iron Man or Rescue from the movies. So it's only seventy dollars, and you can use them on the rides. Um, in addition to that, <laughs> um. We get uh, a lot of char- character appearances. Um, there's a there's a Doctor Strange kind of show um, where he does some like magic and does a lot of you know moving his arm around and conjuring uh, on a video board the uh, the little portal thing. That's it. It's a lot of hand motions. And then there's a uh, from from Wakanda. There's a there's the door melange it's a magical place yes they uh they will come and they do a little dance fighty oh, thing do. you gotta do this yeah they do that they do that and then also there's a <laughs> <laughs> it is a little mock right <laughs> you gotta do the back right hey wakanda <laughs> <laughs> In addition to that, guys, um, Black Panther and Black Widow also fight the Taskmaster. Um, oh, a, now we're listening. In a little show, uh, in a little show there, uh, up up above on the rooftops of one of the buildings. So, all of that. There's a lot of Instagram uh, picture spots. It's very 2021. Disney has been kind of the the ongoing criticism of it. Um, definitely made, you know, not for the traditional Disney fans. Um, I haven't, of course, experienced this because I'm in Ohio. They're in California. Uh, but I have experienced a, a Disney, you know, a very um, all-inclusive land with Toy Story Land at uh, in Florida and as well as uh, Galaxy's Edge, um, East Coast, Batu. And those I I I, I got to say are pretty awesome. So I'm hoping. Does, does Florida have this in the works? No, Florida does not. This is um, oh, only going to be West. Coast. This is only West Coast, um, because of that contract from the the West uh, Coast Avengers. Yeah, West the, Coast, the best coast. The old uh, super villain Ike Perlmutter when he signed away the. We've talked about this back what in a the nineties. I hate that. Oh, drop it. Pearl Mother Pearl Mother <laughs> I hate that guy. He screwed us up. So I can't go to Disney World and do this stuff. No, That's you gotta it. go to California because 
It's got to be go to California. Uh, go to Disneyland. on on the other side of uh, of the Mississippi to uh, to get the Marvel stuff. Um, now, Disney World, what a East jerk. Coast, Florida is going to get a gar- a new Guardians roller coaster. So we we do have that coming, but we're not going to get the whole land. So that's what happened. So to well, this may actually get you out there. Like, would this get you out to California? This would not in itself get me out to California. Yeah, I just wonder what it is. I felt like this is the closest we've got to something, a big enough attraction that the, the it's like it's time to go. It's time to go. No, I, no I, this still. I actually, I definitely have the motivation um, to get out to California. That's that's on the list. I, I just haven't made it quite yet. So I was hmm. chatting before the recording tonight. I was chatting with a Silver Level patron. Justin Lowe about some of this stuff. Um, and, and in the last couple of days, we've been talking back and forth about uh, about some ongoing things at, in Disney World and Disneyland. That joke never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> so um, maybe maybe someday, maybe someday he'll get there. But uh, but but for now, we were talking about he'd watched some videos, some of the same videos I did, and and. Uh, and he, I think he, I was under the impression he thought it looked pretty cool, um, which I'm sure it, if I went out there and got to experience it, I would have a higher opinion of it right now. But, but yeah, yeah you have to like downplay it because you know, you're not going, so That's you can't it. like, you can't think it's amazing or then you're going to feel mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like, I'm sure it's no good anyway. So. Yeah. That's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> so I have a few people in some superhero costumes. I can go to Times Square, and smell the urine, and see that. Exactly. There's no Elmo in California. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what's happening at Disneyland, guys. Avengers Campus open now. Go see it. Yeah, I, I still want to. I still want to get down there to go to Batu. So yeah, definitely. I, I think I'd that's... like to take Nick and go. Sometimes you definitely need to absolutely. I highly recommend that to anybody because, and I think that's part part of the reason why I'm a little down on the Marvel stuff. Um, the Marvel theme park land is number one. I've been to galaxy's edge and seen just absolutely love the whole entire experience. Just so much fun. It's awesome. I think it's only getting better because, um, uh, now so many people have went and bought those legacy lightsabers and they're doing, you know, everybody's just kind of, it's kind of neat at the end of the day, you know, as, as the sun sets, you get that nice Florida sunsets, the lightsabers come out for the pictures and people are having meetups and, and, uh, and, and, you know, choreographing, choreographing fights and, and stuff out there in front of the Falcon. It's kind of a neat thing to see, but, um, yeah, my, um, my son Jared and his roommate Colin are down there. Well, I think they, they've been down there this whole last week. Yeah, they were just down there. I I'd seen some Instagram posts yeah. and 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 saw where they were at Epcot and Studios and stuff. I think. Um, but yeah, I I was following that too. So I'm curious. You know, I don't know that he's really into Star Wars or anything, but but uh, they made, they both made their own lightsabers while they were down there. Cause okay, they did. Facetime us the other night. What color did like, he get? Purple. Blade? Yeah. Purple blade? Or not sure. I feel like it was. Yeah. Like we because there's not a paint blade, so it would have to be purple. It's uh, that is an awesome experience. I highly recommend it uh to anybody. 
I I'm uh we're we're gonna take a trip in late October. We have planned down to down to World in Florida, and um, we're gonna meet up with some family down there. Um, we just found out well, just unintentionally had booked at the same week, but then friend of show Russ Russ and Sarah are gonna be down there with us, and uh, so I, I I'm gonna you know see if I can nudge him towards the uh, getting some lightsabers so we can. We can fight it out ourselves down there. <laughs> I need to work on my. I need to work on my my saber twirls. I need to work on my moves down there before I get down there again, so I'm prepared. I'll watch for Who's you out the in the yard. Please record that. For, uh, yeah, I'll, I YouTube. I got a good. Our vantage. YouTube page needs some hits. I got a good vantage point from my window. I can see if Cliff's mm-hmm. out practicing. Yeah. So that's cool. how I got. Um. Oh. What? Oh no, it isn't. One other little little quick tidbit. Um, don't know if you guys saw, but Bob Iger, outgoing uh, C, well now ex CEO, but still chairman of the board of Walt Disney Company, company is getting ready to leave the company. He has sold ninety eight point seven million dollars worth of shares in the company um, just here recently. So he's preparing to completely move on, um, getting getting rid of that stock, trying to trying to d- diversify his portfolio. So that was a news story that happened a uh, big chunk of money there. So, Wow. You could probably, uh, I could retire on $98 million. I, I, I think I could build a few lightsabers on 98.7 million. Yeah. I could, that'd be awesome. Um, what else? Any big movies you've seen lately? <laughs> movies. Movies. Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before Zod! Under Ruth! Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> I'm know. sorry. No, no, no. It's too far. Too I don't far. know what that was. <laughs> can you, can you hear the losing podcast. Mm. <laughs> they don't have that on. Uh, maybe on the drug or depression episode. <laughs> Michael, what are you watching? What movies are you watching? Oh, you know. You've I watched Army of... I was going to say Army of Darkness. Man. Oh, my God. Army of the Dead? What the hell is the name of them? Yes, Army of the Dead. Jeez. Can't. A memorable picture. Yeah. It was hot, hot purple or hot pink. Um. Oh. Mr. Ward, how would you like to make fifty million dollars on a warm summer's eve, on a train bound for nowhere, met up with a gambler? We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring. Out the window at the darkness, the boredom overtook us. 
and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces. Think about everything we did, all those people we saved. The way they held their eyes. Look what he does. You don't mind my say. But what if? I can see you're out of base. What if just once? A taste of whiskey, we did something just for us. You ready to play? There's 200 million dollars in the vault beneath this trip. With a 32-hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. I actually I have right? a... No, I'm having a seizure. <laughs> you need to go to that other podcast for a while. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I need some mental health awareness. No, um, we need I, a long form discussion on mental health. Mm-hmm. I, I feel bad of like dumb, like saying how much I dislike this movie. Well, I'll just say meh, but because I have a, a Facebook friend that was actually one of the, the stunt zombies on that movie and he, he shared a lot of it. Wow. So maybe he can explain why the zombies move like they were like the jets and the sharks that like. The zombies like the zombies like pranced. They jumped up on top of stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> like it was. You not it watched? Was a, huh? Have you not watched Thriller? Yeah, I, it was weird. The, I mean, I, it's a new take on zombies. Whatever. It was an evolved zombie, but they like. They're. I don't know if they're trying to be like animalistic or what it was, but the way they kind of like sashayed around was just really weird for a zombie movie. it was las vegas they were performers man yeah yeah i mean yeah you, you keep a little bit of humanity in your zombie form don't you it was zombie the musical yeah they, they yeah they did like to jump on top of tables so i i mean i would fit right in there so this was Zack snyder's big netflix action horror extravaganza two and a half hours plus zombie strangeness i didn't hate it i I just it just i think dawn of the dead the remake he did is a terrific horror movie i have nothing i have nothing bad to say about Mm -hmm. that so i you know i was i was on board for another Zack snyder zombie movie and this this is very different from that i i feel like he wanted to progress the story of zombie but didn't have a writer to do it to like give him some ideas. Like I, can you explain to me? Here's here here's plot hole no, number one. Probably not. Yeah, please explain to me why they had to cut the head off the zombie queen and not some other rando zombie. Like they had, and they also like he he introduced like a, a class. Like there was regular zombies, and then there was a higher form of zombies, and. I did. I did find the hibernating thing. That was probably cool. Like I did like that because of the, like the, they degrade because of the hot sun. So they like they hibernate in cool places. Like I did think that was a cool touch. Yeah, that, that was something different. Yeah, a waste of Garrett Dillahunt there as the as the creep as the creep who goes along with it. But I um the yeah like the the opening credits. They kind of basically told the whole story during the credits of how things devolved to this point. So it didn't waste time on the origin of it or the fall of Las Vegas. So it basically picks up, you know, it's already a wasteland that's been walled off. 
Um, and then we have Dave Bautista has to go back in. Uh, he's hired to to basically rob a casino to get there. There's untraceable cash hidden there, and if you can get it back out, you know that's that's a whole lot of money that no one's gonna go in. No one else is gonna go in looking for. The, this the this movie, movie, I just realized this movie should have been called Ocean Negative Zero. Mm. I'm gonna do the math <laughs> on that. Dump. Okay. No. Uh, the the probably the most the thing people were most talking about was Tig Notaro, the comedian. Yeah. Who replaced Chris D'Elia? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Oh, please. Yeah. Let's let's hear you say the last name. <laughs> yeah. So he. Well, we're not gonna say his name because he's been canceled and he's he's yes, out. unfortunately. He's out. So they had filmed a whole bunch and they replaced this actor who had already done the whole thing with Tig Notaro on a green screen. And there was there's so many articles she never even met Dave Bautista and like had a bunch of scenes together. So knowing that it was very obvious watching it and I just kept watching, oh, they have her standing at the edge of the crowd, or they have her standing here by herself, and like they keep cutting back and forth. There's never a two shot it. So it was a little distracting knowing the behind the scenes stuff, but it was fairly seamless. Hmm. I'm sure it was a ton of money to go in there and, and reshoot all those scenes, but she added something. She was a she was a fan favorite for the movie. I feel like Zack Snyder is a director that needs a director. Like he has his vision, but he needs somebody to direct him at times. Does that make sense? Where he's big enough that no one's gonna tell him not to do something. Yeah. I, I feel like this movie was just like a party. Like, hey, let's get together with a group of friends and let's shoot a zombie flick. Like, that's... Like a Sandler there, movie. There was no, yeah, there was no character that, like, stood out. Like, and unfortunately, Tig was, like, probably the funniest thing about the whole movie. Like, she had some of the best lines where every other character it was almost like a, like the Let, Left for Dead zombie game of... Okay, which character are you playing? Yeah, and, you're you're not going to get a lot of deep character work. You know, they're just all going to get killed by zombies. But it reminded me kind of a throwback, almost like an '80s movie, where all the guys were huge buff dudes with giant weapons, and all the women were in like tank tops who like tied it tied it off at their midriffs and were like you know sexy young ladies. So like it felt like a you know predator or one of the, you know like some you know, uh, cheesy 80s movie, which if, if that was the aesthetic he was going, I don't think he was doing that on purpose, but that's kind of what it ended up. All the dudes and had even, giant weapons. And it even well, had... I was going like to say a, guns, but the one guy had like a circular saw, so... Yeah, that was totally like out of a video game. Like you yeah, had like... Yeah. I was like, come on now, but they even had like the father-daughter dynamic in that like... Dave's acting, man. Like, cause that 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 girl actor, I forget her name, but she was on um, show called Bitter. That was, I feel like it was on Showtime, maybe, but it was mm-hmm. really good. And she it's was about a zombie who bitter. No, I was actually about a. Re- it was about a. It was a restaurant, <laughs> in a high class. I believe restaurant. you. You're our Showtime guy. <laughs> but. But it was a really good show. I think it only lasted one season. But anyway, she was on it. That's what. But I th- I felt like she did a better acting job than Batista. 
it wasn't terrible. If you just want a fun action horror zombie movie, it's it, there's worse things you could watch. But I can I can explain this movie to you in one in one idea. I rewatched the trailer afterwards, and the trailer had the song "The Gambler" by Kenny Rogers, mm-hmm. and they had like amped it up and like slowed it down, and like the drum beat, like when someone punched someone to the drum beat, and the trailer is excellent. And they use that song to perfect effect in Las Vegas. The movie had the song "Your Love from the Cranberries" called "Zombie." Oh, what a surprise! So I'm so have, surprised to have the cranberry song. song "Zombie" in a zombie movie, singing about zombies. It was that that subtlety is out the window. So maybe just watch the trailer. That's probably it's, the it's first thing minutes. they had. Yeah. That's probably they probably had the song and they said, "What movie could we make?" Yeah. yeah, Zack Snyder's like, "Okay, slow it down." That's the movie. We'll just keep doing that. <sighs> I can't wait for the, the director's cut. <sighs> An hour's long. Who just played a lullaby while Seth was, Seth was yawning and that? that just yeah, it was my phone. That happens sometimes <laughs> when I yawn. That was incredible. I I seriously <laughs> thought you had planned that because <laughs> you were sick of talking about Zack Snyder. Hey, <laughs> I'm a little let down. That wasn't a plan. Yeah. Is it I okay if I, I I give something away about the end of that movie? Uh, I feel like we've talked about it enough. Feel free. Okay. So when a nuclear warhead is like dropped on an area, and okay, you survive because you're in this uh, steel cage or whatever. When you come out of it, wouldn't you have radiation poisoning and and die pretty instantly? Pretty much immediately, yeah. Like, I, I was okay with the logic through the whole movie up to that point, and I'm just like... Yeah, also, spoiler-ish, nothing any of them do matters. If you do yeah. math at the beginning of the movie and the end... Like nothing, nothing they fought and died for. You know what I mean? Like there like was Raiders no, of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It was basically just the whole point of happened. the movie was to carry the zombie, like the zombie virus, basically. If if um if you get in a 1950s uh, refrigerator during a nuclear blast, you don't die from that either. Yeah, it all comes back. <laughs> Hey, speaking of movies that there's a big disaster. I watched a movie on HBO a few weeks ago. Greenland. It's one of those Gerard Butler movies, which I normally do not watch. I don't really watch. He always is in some crazy action movie. Something is some, falling. Some house is down. Something's mm-hmm. down somewhere. Falling things. Mm-hmm. I have not watched any of that. He, he... His career trajectory, like he was poised what to be a happened? huge. He was three hundred. Yeah. yeah, he made a movie with uh, what is it, uh, Catherine Heigl. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Hmm. Well, anyway, this is on HBO Max, and if you just want a a good set, <laughs> just just set, you know, it's not it's not Oscar worthy. But it's a good action movie. I mean, it's just 
basically there it's a, it's a back to that uh, Armageddon deep impact era mm-hmm. you know where there is a world ending catastrophe coming and Gerard Butler has to save his family and uh, Marina, you can do worse than Gerard Butler trying to yeah, save the world he's the he's a perfect fit for this and Morena Baccarin um, is his wife or you know they're separated or whatever and you know but I, I there's nothing else to say I don't need to say anything else you know what this is the world's gonna end Gerard Butler has to save his family and I enjoyed the heck out of it I thought it was it was just it was the best version of what it could be I guess you know it was not nothing outstanding but totally worth the watch so Greenland on HBO Max. Well, along those lines were the movie uh, when we when we broke the news we we broke the news of all the movies coming straight to HBO and we I I said I remember when we were all over the internet. Yeah, we, we decided <laughs> all that, but we said there there was a movie for each of us. There was a time travel movie for Seth. There was a In the Heights for Cliff, and the movie for me was the new one from Taylor Sheridan, creator of Yellowstone, uh, Hell or High Water, some really excellent things I really like. Those Who Wish Me Dead. This was the Angelina Jolie movie about smoke jumpers in the Montana wilderness. And these assassins are trying to kill a little boy who witnessed something he shouldn't have witnessed. So not only do you have assassins after you, but there's a forest fire raging out of control and i thought it was going to be a crazy over-the-top yellowstone adventure and it 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 was all right you know it wasn't anything that's what i heard great pretty good cast had john bernthal uh nicholas holt who's beast in the the young x-men movies and uh aiden gillen from game of thrones little finger and it it I don't know. It had some good action scenes. Angelina Jolie hasn't done a movie like this in a while. And it just kind of it, it reinforced the idea like forest fires are pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like a wall of flame, you know, 50 feet high, moving super fast. There's nowhere to go. There's no oxygen to breathe. Like I, that's that's a pretty good setting for a disaster movie. And, and it, it, it was shot pretty well. Kurt Russell, maybe. Come on. Sure, backdraft. Sure. <laughs> then watch out for those backdrafts. This is, but it, but all of Montana is a backdraft. Oh, mm. worse. but no Kurt Russell. No Kurt Russell. Adala. Um. Yeah, I heard that was could have been good. You know, <clears throat> I, I may check it out. I watched the movie you had you had talked about Jordan bad trip if you haven't noticed by some of my uh things i said i I got i got that netflix i'm gonna cancel here in a few days because it's been about a month since i've had it but i got caught up on a lot of stuff but i watched bad trip it was good it was funny we uh nick and i watched it and it was it was uh very enjoyable that uh can't little uh little hardcore candid camera um had that uh of course the after the you know after the credits at the end where they're actually showing them confronting the people afterwards 
was the best part. Just like, you just stood there. That <laughs> guy <laughs> <laughs> like was going to kill himself, you know, or whatever, or she was going to get, you know, just like that was the best stuff. But that's the uh, Eric Andre yes. movie. Mm-hmm. It was funny. It was, it was, there were some good moments in it. Worth the watch. Well, don't waste your time watching The Woman in the Window. I will not. Even I had heard a bad review, and then you said it was bad, and I thought, I don't have to watch this. I said it was more than bad. I said it's the worst movie I will watch this year. Wow. All right. See? It's the worst movie I won't watch this year. <laughs> <laughs> this is Amy Adams, who we all like, I assume. Yeah. Oh, fun. yeah. She's not had a... She's, she's not had usually a great, good. Not had a great track record recently. She's had a few bombs, but um, this is the rear window takeoff. She is traumatized and agoraphobic and won't leave her house and we don't know why we don't know what the trauma is until later in the movie and she sees something she thinks she saw but maybe didn't see who knows but the cast gary oldman julianne moore brian tyree henry jennifer jason lee anthony mackie wyatt russell falcon and u.s agent cannot save this movie Wow. <laughs> it it is written by a person like the people are the dialogue is like no one has ever heard someone speak before. Oh. Like it had been run through Google Translate or something. Yeah, like the yeah. dialogue is weird and stilted. Like it was trying to be stylish or something. I don't know. But there's a decent twist that makes you go like, oh, okay. I I didn't see that hat uh, com- I didn't see that coming, mm. but it's not enough to, to save the, the mess that it is. Hmm. So, you know what you Jordan's know what it's waving us off. He's like yeah. No. <laughs> so if you want to watch a movie Go to Greenland. Um, about oh. well, I was gonna say if you want to watch a movie about somebody <laughs> staring out a window at their at their neighbors. Rear window. Don't try to tell me some no. other movie. It's no. Rear window. No. <laughs> The classic, even that, even that. Shia LaBeouf, Disturbia. I, Is that I where you it. were going? Yes, that's where oh, I was wow. going. Sorry, hey, I like Disturbia. Disturbia I, I like Disturbia. <laughs> that's good. I, I'm, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. Well, since, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna ruin this now. But anyway, um, on Netflix they did have the release of season two of love death and robots have you guys talked about that at all no no did anyone watch season one i like season one jordan did yeah see have you seen have you watched the end of season two yet no i haven't seen any season two it's it's good it's not um it's not i feel like season one was phenomenal and this is not as good but there was a few that that was the, the very first one was pretty interesting. It, it had where it's like an old folks community where it had a robot that was like a vacuum cleaner and it decided that it was going to go rogue. And so she was like kind of battling it and like a it Roomba? was actually, it was pretty well done. It yeah. Like it was a, like a Roomba. Yeah, a robot. A robot is like a Roomba. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. A robot. Yeah. So yeah, season one was more hits than misses. So if it's if it's even yeah. close to that quality, I'm I'm on board. Uh, there's some good stuff in there. Uh, we also had uh, more Borat, our our number one film of the year. 
If you go, if right. you go back to our uh, <laughs> countdown, Borat subsequent movie film. We did it. So Prime added three new Borat specials. Uh, I had no first... draw to watch any of that. Like I saw, I was like, nope. Even for the number one movie of nope. the year, <laughs> they were running commercials for it, which that's kind of what floored me. I was like, you're not even advertising that you have the movie. You're advertising that you have like the 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 stuff that hit the floor. Yeah, so the first one is called Borat VHS cassette of material deemed subacceptable by Kazakhstan Ministry of Censorship and Circumcision. <laughs> so that is 24 minutes of quote supplemental reportings retrieved from floor of stable containing editing machine. So it is it's just, you know, I'm sure they filmed a million hours of footage. So this is just 24 extra extra minutes just behind this era, you know, bonus material. And then this, the other one was Borat's American Lockdown. So this was just the scenes of him staying with the two guys, Jim and Jerry, in the house when when the pandemic hit. If he went he went to those guys' house. Mm-hmm. So this is just 36 minutes of extra stuff just from that scene. Because he stayed there like five days, I think. So it gave you it gave you a little more uh, their <laughs> their relationship, uh, how he how he ended up living there. And then the other one was debunking Borat. So this was six different episodes, each around seven minutes. So they're very very short. But the idea was this: these Jim and Jerry guys were like conspiracy theorists. And they spent the whole lockdown on the internet, you know, learning about what's really going on in the world. So these each episode covers a different conspiracy that these guys talked about. Where have I heard this idea before? Uh, an award-winning podcast? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking so, about the they upper ta- left-hand corner. <laughs> did they talk about the reptilians? <laughs> Now they did one about vaccine microchips in the vaccine, one about mail-in ballots, one about George Soros, one about uh, the Chinese origins of the virus, one about uh, Hillary Clinton uh, and the like Pizzagate blood mm. libel thing where she drinks the blood of children, and one about I hadn't even heard this the Bill Gates bricks uh, conspiracy where Bill Gates had been leaving piles of bricks in cities where there were Black Lives Matter protests. I've, I've heard that one. So Bill people Gates would start doing that. Yeah, that was Bill Gates. Because it tied in, they were like, it was like Acme Brick Company was owned by Warren, some subsidiary of Warren Buffett that Bill Gates had invested, invested in some other arm of. So they tied somehow these bricks. And it, that was my biggest laugh of the whole thing when they asked, Borat, if he knew who Bill Gates was, he's like, yes, Bill, many Gates, great success. He's like, no, he doesn't build Gates, he builds computers. Bill computers? He's <laughs> like, no, he, he, he's like, no, it's Bill Gates. And then they like, so he's telling about these bricks, like, oh, why he's, why is he not named Bill Bricks? <laughs> <laughs> but the, I, I don't know why that made me laugh the hardest yeah, of all this. Because it's fun. There it is. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, so it's basically these six episodes. They, they have world class scientists and epidemiologists and sociologists and social media experts like and like the smartest people in their field meeting with jim and jerry 
to tell them why these theories aren't right. And it accomplishes nothing mm. that no one convinces anyone of anything. And I, I thought, well, that's kind of a neat idea to like make these, you know, to, to confront these guys and have them, exp- you know, this is not true. And here's the evidence behind it. But it was really just kind of talking to the wall and they're, they're, nothing was changed. So <laughs> these six episodes didn't, re- it, it, it wasn't comedy. It was more like, you know, educational, but it, it but it didn't do anything. Yeah. So I, yeah. If you think facts and uh, scientific evidence is going to yeah. change their opinion, then you're crazy. <laughs> but th- they had very lit. It just showed Jim and Jerry at the beginning, like, Oh, Hey, nice to meet you. And then it was six minutes of experts talking. So there wasn't even really a back and forth of why do you believe this? Where did you get this information? What makes you think you know more than these? Like there was no push and pull between it. It was just kind of a lecture. And it was like, oh, okay, well, that that was – we're back where we start. Right yeah. Incredible waste of time. So, uh, yeah, sounds like a lot a lot like the, uh, the stuff I put on some of the uh, ends of the episodes of our podcast. All that talking in between the scenes. So. I did I tell you guys I watched last year uh, Mythic Quest on Apple. Yes, yeah. It's that guy. It's Charlie Day's show. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? What's the guy that's the main guy on Mythic Quest? Rob McElhaney. Okay. I I've never really watched Always Sunny, but. Um, I feel like he's playing that type, the same type of always sunny type character. He's very full of himself on this show anyway, but he, uh, it's about a video game company and he's the president and he created a video game called mythic quest. And the first season was about a expansion, I believe called Raven's banquet. And it's a community kind of feeling show. I was never a huge community fan. It just, it either clicks with you or it doesn't, but this has slight has a little is a little different. Not I I like it fine. It's a good of show. But at one point during the first season, they had a standalone episode with Jake Johnson and Kristen Milioti, and they it was just totally separate from the rest of the show, and was basically about the people that had been in the building before them, before the video game company. It was good. Yeah. Um, well, this season we've just got to ep to uh yeah episode six came out this week today I think and I watched it and it was great and it was another standalone episode that stepped away from the normal hijinks of the show which is which is a a I won't say a great show it's a it's a good show I enjoy it as a comedy there's one girl I sorry I don't have her name here but she she is like ever she keeps jumping from being the assistant of like one boss to the next she jumps around and she's such she's looking for like an alpha to be the assistant of and she's so good at like whoever she she's like that hay spike type character and she talks shit about everybody else you know except who she's you know the uh um like I don't know. She she just like implants herself onto the per- person she's um, helping, but she's a great character. But in this sixth episode, they stepped away. Uh, F. Murray Abraham is a character on the show. He's the writer for the video game, and he'll 
whatever story, ridiculous storylines in this uh, fantasy world he, he's the writer of. And, and this takes a step back to show how he, you know, back when he was a writer, you know, 50 years ago, uh, how he, got, how he started out. And the, from Silicon Valley, the guy that played big head, mm-hmm. I don't know his name, but he yeah. plays, he plays a young F Murray Abraham in this. And, it's so it is such a good episode of of TV like just just showing him as a young sci-fi writer with some friends and you know kind of rubbing shoulders with that Isaac Asimov and um it, it's just a really excellent episode of television that um really I I I'm glad they did this again this one episode of the season that takes a step and does you know kind of tries to do something different so you know if any of that sounds interesting or if you you know just like a good tv comedy that you know it with a little bit of an indie feel or whatever or like some of that um those guys I, the guy from uh, always sunny does a good job and they're 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 all good it's a it's a good cast danny pooty's on it also um but mythic quest season two is still good Hmm. Hey, have you? Um, I know we've been talking about movies, but but it's we started with Disney. Um, are you still on the Bad Batch watching that show? Or? Yeah, I watched the episode, the episode today. Today, yeah, yeah. I'm not hearing anything. Like when it premiered, I saw some people talking about it, but I, I haven't heard anything it's, from my, it's, my normal web of influence it has a lot of episodes scheduled for the season it runs into july weekly and of course they're doing it weekly it wasn't a big drop of episodes right it's less serialized than i want it's very uh just mission of the week with yeah loose tie-ins to the overall story started out strong yeah it's faded um, a little bit so so we're they keep trying to, yeah, they keep trying to like throw in little references from, um, you know, characters from the Clone Wars and stuff. But it, I feel like it's not giving me enough, or I don't know. Well, last it, week, last week they had the Rancor from Return of the Jedi. Right. It's always that. Hey, I I recognize that reference. Yeah. Reference, you know. But I mean, it's it's fine. But I just wondered what if you kind of felt the same way I did on it. So yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch yeah. through the whole season. I'm yeah. glad to be caught up on all this, so I don't want to lo- fall back and find out later it was good. So right, right. I'm just gonna follow through. I want to see what how some of this is resolved. What they set up at the beginning, how it was resolved. I enjoyed the finally seeing, you know how these conscription of stormtroopers, how we went from clones to yes. regular stormtroopers mm-hmm. and you know, where they're kind of in that process and that, so that's a neat, neat thing to see. I want more crossfire. I want to see this crossfire storyline. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, it appears to be giving, it appears to have given us the origin of the, the, the black death troopers we saw in rogue one. So yeah, and the I I already am like cringing at the setup of Wrecker. His his head hurts. I know. Ugh. So at some point he's <laughs> gonna turn on him and yeah, that you know, chip his is... chip will his chip will start happening and he'll order sixty six it up. But mm-hmm. uh 
but I have faith that there will be some some things that make it worth watching. In Filoni, we trust. Yes, that, exactly. That's what I was trying to say. Too bad it wasn't Order 86. Like, 86, you're out of here. Yeah, define that. I worked at restaurants for a long time. When you're 86 something, that means it's off the menu. We don't have it anymore. It's gone. That would have been great. I would like anyone to find me where the origin of that is. The origin of that is. I had a, if you recall a few months back, I had a sign in my yard. Yeah. That simply said 8645. Yeah. (laughs) That many people drove by my house and just could not figure out what that was about. Yeah. (laughs) But it it was was a, a uh, it was actually, it was a, it's a military term. Um, Oh, okay. Okay, and it had to do with, oh gosh, it's been a while. Um, the number eight and six corresponded with the letters T and O that they used for throw out, I believe. So it became slang instead of, because when they would, um, something about, on, uh, code, I don't remember if it was code breakers or... or just general radio guys, um, when they would talk about um, getting rid of something or throwing out, it, instead of saying it, it corresponded as like T.O., which which referenced as eight and number six, I believe. Wow. So, oh. That's you a good ain't answer. getting that kind of info in any of these other award-winning podcasts. No. <laughs> wow, that was good stuff. I, no. I want, I, I, my, I'm still trying cup. to figure out how T and O go with eight and six but no i just pulled up something that says there's many theories about the origin of the term but none are certain part of this is not a long-form discussion (laughs) used by soda jerks um in 1933 uh in entertainment the 1947 song boogie woogie blue plate by Louis Jordan in his Timpany Five used hipster lingo among which is 86 on the cherry pie. Well, we just engage concerned citizens to participate in dialogue. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay. I believe it was coined in the 1920s or 1930s. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, that's why I think you can prove your theory if you can find the code or whatever they were using and prove yeah. that T and O have something to do with eight and six. It it you know obviously it was it, it's a phrase I've I've known obviously for a long time. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but I was surprised by how many people asked me what eighty six meant uh, when I had that sign in my yard. So. They haven't worked at a restaurant. That's that's the primary use is at restaurants. Hmm. Okay. Now. The the military term 86 originated during the Korean War, a reference to the F-86 fighter jet. When an F-86 shot down an enemy plane, it was 86. The United States also had a uniform code of military justice that has an article 86. Absence without leave, aka AWOL. The term was derived from military shorthand. Well, that's like two other explanations that are military <laughs> that do not go with what he says. And it's like 30 years after your explanation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the internet's always right. Hmm. They'll find a way. 
That's a mystery we may never know. Wow. I, a new show came back this week. Season two of Nick and I love the first season. I'll put love in quotes, but we really enjoyed the first season. Don Fox, Lego Masters. Season two is back. It's just a bunch of really good people building Legos, teams of two doing contests to, you know, like they get like, you know, a whole day or a couple days to build some Lego. They have a room of just like 5 million Legos and they build some, build, build something, whatever the theme is that week. And it's amazing. Some of the things they build. It was great. It's fun to watch if you like Legos, which we do, but it's hosted by Will Arnett and Mm -hmm. he is pretty grating. He is. I was the only thing I was not looking forward to is Will Arnett more Will Arnett. (laughs) I don't hate him, but I don't really like him as a host. Mm Mm-hmm. But he was Batman so a lot in the of Lego fluff. movie. I mean, come on. That's why he's there. Yeah, I, I'm sure. But it's it's that that's a, a bit much. But other than that, it's back. We're enjoying it. He was he was on a talk show and was talking about the new season and was saying was talking about how they're gonna blow stuff up even bigger this year. Like that was his main thing: is how do we break stuff? We're, we're going to have explosions. We're going to have big, you know, people knock stuff down. And it's so break, funny. You know. So it, it, that seemed well, to be like some people are interested in the intricate building, and then there's the others like, hey, how how can we break it even more? That's exactly what I told Nick. I was like, Legos Masters is coming back. I said, I guarantee they try to do more of frustrating the builders by shaking things. Uh, you know, banging things around, trying to make their stuff fall apart. But it's neat to watch some of the stuff that people can come up with in a short period of time. I mean, these are moving Legos. It's like things, mm-hmm. they're intricate builds. They're all, it's all amazing. Anyway, it's mm-hmm. back. It's good. Lego just signed a deal with Skybound Comics, the image imprint, to do Lego branded comic books. Whoa. Speaking of Fox, did you guys check out House Broken, the new animated show? That- Who's the best dog? Huh? I am. Ah. <laughs> oh, Meet Honey. I'm Honey. I'm passionate about working on myself and peanut butter. Certified back leader. Paint us an erotic word picture about one of your trips with Lindsay to, um, what do you call it? Oh, Pound Town? Yeah, take us there. Certified good girl. No, I'm just trying to shake the group out of their rut. I'd like to shake something into my rut. That's not girl talk. That's not what your mom said last night. Certified hottie detector. <gasps> oh, coyote. Whoa. <laughs> Certified paw struck. Wow. Oh, your paws. They are hands. Certified freak seven days a week. Would it be okay if I sniffed your butt? Yeah, okay. But make it quick. House broken. May 31st on hey, I've watched I watched most of the stuff on or at least give it a chance on the Fox animation, but that, that didn't look very good. So you didn't watch it though? No, no. Oh, uh, you gotta go back and watch it. I actually, it's pretty funny. Like I was surprised. 
Like it's I thought, whole, it, like the pet owner humor just doesn't strike me. I'm not a pet I, well, person. I'm not either. I don't. I don't own any pets, but it was actually I was surprised. The it has a pretty all star cast in the voices of it. Um, I'm not so sure that Will Arnett's not doing one of them, or maybe it's Bill Hader. What one, one of them? But uh, and then it has the uh, oh, off of Friends. Um, Gunter. Anyway, yeah, Gunter. But uh, is this kind of like um, those Secret Life of Pets movies? It kind of. It's it's basically they all have they all get together in in half therapy and discuss their problems. In like and, a fam a Family Guy version of Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, mm. it's, but. I, I actually thought it was entertaining. I laughed. I didn't think it was stupid. It even um, trying to think some of the different characters. But anyway, it's it's. I would definitely recommend going back and trying it. What is that on Fox? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I generally, I too, I I usually give those shows a. Uh, at least a once through benefit of the doubt. Um, I give them a wide berth. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because you know, I I love King of the Hill and The Simpsons Seth, and Seth eighty six is every fun yeah. cartoon. Yeah, eighty six is. Yeah. Because I mean, that was the same with Christy. She wasn't interested in watching it. She's like, "Well, we might as well just check this out to see if we're gonna watch it or not." And we actually both laughed at it. Well, how how are you enjoying Modoc, Cliff, on Hulu? I finished it. Um, I enjoyed it very well. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't <laughs> say very much, but I enjoyed it. Um, so this is it's a very robot chicken looking, like stop is. motion animation. Uh, it's the fa- the Marvel villain with the big head and the chair, voiced by Patton Oswalt. So it's definitely a more absurd comedic take on on the marvel universe but i only watched the first episode just again to give it a chance and it, there were some deep cut references like Patton's a comic fan and he's yeah. gonna he's gonna throw in some and i saw like seth green was one of the producers like the guys who make yeah. robot chicken are yeah. big nerds so there's gonna be some references that the average mcu viewer probably isn't gonna get so i, I appreciated that but i i wasn't no I, I didn't know if i was gonna stick around for the whole season i i um could have used more Melter, the Melter, um, great character. Definitely, uh, um, I don't know the the whole. I liked Patton Oswalt. I liked the Modoc character. You know his take on that and the angle they took with it. His family wore on me pretty quick. I like that the the one kid is like the mom. Human, the yeah. other ones <laughs> looks like him. <laughs> yeah. no, don't say anything about it. Yeah. Just like, yeah. just how it is. You know, one of the that's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> I only, I only watched the first couple episodes. I never got back to it because I went blown away. But I might, I might finish it sometime. And I appreciated at the very end of it, there was an ad for the comic. Like, if you like this, you know, the the Modoc miniseries Patton Oswalt mm. wrote is in stores now. I was like, that, that's rare to actually remind people that these are based on comic books yeah and super adaptive way that i like that yeah yeah that was good 
Yeah, I like those references. You know, they making a whole show about it is pretty good. Cliff, this is us. Hmm. Season five. We, never, right, we talk didn't talk later. about. We didn't what? talk about the whole season. Did you watch it, Michael? Michael? No, I, I'm. I gave up when the mom, the mom was still supposedly alive. Okay. Right. Um. Mandy Moore. Oh, no. Uh, oh, oh, he's talking about Randall's birth mother. Yes, Rand, Randall, Randall's birth mother. That's where I exited. Randall. Randall, <laughs> eat your corn sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, um, can I, I just want to pause a second. That yeah, I've been watching Michael's hat this entire thing. It looks like Marty McFly's hat from Back to the Future too. Where it keeps mm-hmm. going, like he keeps leaning forward into the green screen, and it has weird coloration. Mm. So that's yeah. just something you can enjoy yeah. <laughs> for the patrons out there watching this video. Is it worth a dollar? I don't know. Um, Michael's new lighting. <laughs> anyway, they always, I again. You know, it's that twist. Time travely stuff. Yeah. You know, they all they they get they stick it to you. At the they they lead you one season. way and then just you totally. You and make I remember a turn. thinking at that moment at the beginning of the episode, I almost it did. I mean, I wasn't even looking for it, but uh, I remember thinking, oh, that's kind of weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this or that scene, and then. Boom! Like a sledgehammer at the end. They they go for it. They're just like, just like yeah. Here's where we've been going the whole season. Yeah, that's not that's not what's gonna happen. <laughs> so they also announced um, their season six next it's year. Gonna, yeah, that's gonna be it. It's gonna be the final season. Um, I think I'm that's o- a great great idea. Just I'm okay with get that, out yeah. while you're hot. Yep. Change the title of this is it. This is exactly. <laughs> But definitely, uh, yeah, the the ending of this season definitely that last episode threw me for a loop a little bit because um, I did not see that coming, and I and like you said, probably should have a little bit. They've hinted. Well, they're running out of things that they because of certain things that they've shown in the future. By each time, mm-hmm. they've written themselves into a corner somewhat. So it's neat that they can still find ways that they haven't shown. You know, it's like, okay, well we can still, we can still mess with you here. It's like, yes, you can. That was a, (laughs) that was a punch in the gut. And that's for sure. It's great. It was great. So very likable characters. Um, for the most part on that show, like no matter what, I'm always, I'm always rooting for them. (laughs) Always hoping for that happy ending. And, and yeah, then they just, they, they, pull that rug out from under me so whatever happened with the star wars toys did you get closure for that we may never <sighs> not it no that is um boy if you only knew <laughs> we may never <laughs> what a twist really really <laughs> anyway yeah if you if you liked parenthood i always i equate it to parenthood like if you liked parenthood as just a family like uh generational uh, yeah a yeah. generational yeah family show um that and then with the added time travel stuff on top of it it's you're gonna you're gonna like this it's it's got something for 
the guys too i guess what i'm saying yeah so there's yeah. enough of that sci-fi thing to it showing you know showing you things out of order that that oh every episode always has two or three different timelines going on at the same time until and you're just at this point we just you just, don't even know you don't even think about it of yeah, course we're, we're just of course every ride. episode of course it's always going to have two or three different timelines at least going and it doesn't phase us at all we're so used to it we can keep up with exactly what's going on in those timelines right and they do what in, in within those different periods of time in the episode they do a good job of um of showing you how it's all you know the yeah, they're doing it for is a connected. Yeah, yeah yeah they're showing you these moments in time for a reason how plays out you know what what always at the end of an episode you finally see what happened in that past timeline and how it it's affecting what's happening in this timeline right it's good it's good i think that they could go as much as they always gut punch you and do that to us i still think they could have went further mm-hmm. so there's things they they could have went even further you know yeah but uh it's still good Highly recommend This Is Us. Um, Jordan, you and I watched a show on Netflix, I believe. Master of None, season three. I wasn't even going to bring it up because Cliff hadn't gotten That's to okay, it yet. That's okay, he, he was a He was a big fan of that. I don't think you can really spoil it. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing to spoil. It's not that type of show. Uh, yeah, we, we, we loved the first two seasons. It was in our top ten movies, I mean, uh, shows of the decade. Mm-hmm. We all three agreed, I believe, it was high on that list. Yeah. Um, Aziz Ansari uh, did the first two seasons he starred in, and uh, you know had a big part in. There was a little controversy with him, and he stepped back. Uh, he's directed the some of the third season, but it's focusing more on uh, some different characters that had smaller part in the earlier seasons but uh it's only five episodes and what'd you think of it jordan um it's like we always say it just it 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 is enough to tell the story like five episodes is kind of a strange thing for netflix uh, the episode the shortest one is 21 minutes and the longest one is 56 minutes so it's not trying to squeeze extra stuff to pad out. So, you know, you're just getting what they want to show you. So I appreciate that. Um, I thought Aziz was a, a good director here for doing nothing flashy. Most of it is shot. He just sits the camera and there's just long takes of conversations. It seemed maybe a little bit improv- improvisation. And it just seemed like very long, static shots of, of just a life. These two women falling in love, having problems, you know, uh, just things happening. And I, my, I think my favorite episode of the first two seasons was the the Thanksgiving episode. It was the flashback focusing on the Denise character and like her very religious grandma, like uh, coming out to her family on Thanksgiving. So I, I really like her character. So I, I didn't mind watching this third season that was all about her. It was a little slow. There was, you know, there wasn't a whole lot that happened. It wasn't that funny, even. There were a couple humorous bits, but it wasn't, you know, laugh out loud comedy. It was way more of the dramatic side. But 
I, I, I liked the character and I, I, I enjoyed the series, but I, I yeah. And if you don't even have to have seen the first two, it, it doesn't tie mm. really into mm. anything to the first two. If you just wanted to watch this one, it really doesn't at all. Really, other <laughs> other than the fact that they know uh, Aziz from the first season. Uh, um, the yeah, Lena Waithe and the girl that plays her, her wife or is um, Naomi Aki, who was in Rise of Skywalker. She was Janna. Mm-hmm. So it's uh like like you said, it, it's only as long as it needs to be, but then still some of like you said, there's long static shots. It's like, do these scenes need to be this long? But then like the first episode that they're dancing doing the laundry and it goes but, on forever. Yeah, that's a like, great okay. scene. I like but that. But then later she's doing the laundry by herself and it's silent and she's just folding towels where it seems like five minutes. And you're like, okay, this means more because right. of that. Yeah. But still, does it really mean that much? <laughs> Do I have to keep watching her pulling it? <laughs> Yeah. It's a it's a great um I think it's the uh episode three or four, I can't I can't remember which one, was a good um showing the struggles of trying to, you know, become a parent if you know, and I think that was powerful probably one of the better parts of the season it was it was good it's totally if you like first two seasons i almost didn't watch the third season because i was such a fan of what aziz was doing but i'm glad i did watch this season overall it's not that long and i if for nothing else then i want to live in that house like that house was freaking amazing uh i want that fireplace but um uh it's good I swear Mastodon. one of the teddy bears in that teddy bear room was one of the ones that's in the back room of that of the store. That giant teddy bear she sits on a stool back there. So Yeah. I recognize that. Yeah. Uh, I, last found couple th- in my, I found something in my notes. I watched this while I was still in quarantine. This mm. was forever ago. But I, I I've never heard anyone talk about it. But it should it was on AMC. So I'm sure it's on AMC Plus. I'm sure it's still streaming out there. It was called Soulmates. And it was on in the midst of 2020 where there, yeah, everyone was locked in their house. So I, I'm not sure why I didn't hear anyone mention this, but I thought it was pretty terrific. It was just six episodes long. And it's an anthology series. It's a little bit Black Mirror, but there's only one like sci-fi twist to it. So the idea is... You can go take a test at this company and they can tell you with 100% certainty who your soulmate is. Mm. And if they have taken the test, they can match you up. If they, you know, if they haven't taken the test, they don't know. Right. So there's people who take the test and wait for their soulmate yeah. to take the test as well. So that's the idea. That's the concept. And then they do six different stories in this world. So the first episode is just basically that. It's Sarah Snook. And it's her deciding to take the test. She has a really happy marriage, she thinks. But, you know, could she be happier? Maybe there's someone out there that's maybe a little better for her. So it's a pretty simple first episode. Just got to get you on on par. Uh, The second episode is David Constable, who is uh, Gail from Breaking Bad Mm. or uh, Flight of the Concords. He is a college professor, and he uses it as an excuse to have an affair. So he takes the test and he's like, well, I, you know, I could step out on my wife and he's like creepy, you know, college professor. 
the third one is a couple with an open relationship. So they have very strict rules of, you know, the, the, the woman can go out by herself, the man can go out by himself. But if you throw a third soulmate into there, is that, you know, one of them has a soulmate. It, you mm. know, what are the jealousies and the things that are going to come from that? Uh, the fourth one has uh, Bill Skarsgård, uh, Pennywise from It. Mm-hmm. He, he gets a match. Uh, it's a, he is like an accountant in South America. And he seems super boring, and he's realizing, you know, his whole life, he's very boring. So his soul, he, you know, they're mm. matching, and so he's in like a layover in Mexico, and gets into this crazy adventure, and he has to decide, should I go with my soulmate, who might be a boring, safe life, or do I go to this crazy Mexican adventure? Uh, and probably my favorite one was the fifth episode. It has a uh, Charlie Heaton from uh, the, the big brother from uh, Stranger Things and New Mutants mm. and Malin Ackerman from Watchmen, they are in a support group for people whose matches have died. So he took the test and he finds out he has true love, but they've died. So it's that idea of like, am I ever going to find someone I'm going to match with this way again? And they kind of come together and they're like, you're perfect together. You should get together. But they have this grief that they know they're not, they'll never be the perfect match because they, they've lost that already. So it, it's really complicated stuff. And then the sixth one is Betsy Brandt from uh, Breaking Bad. She matches with a guy who's a giant creep. And that's her kind of trying to figure out what does that say about me? You know, am I, mm-hmm. <laughs> is there something wrong with me? Why do I match with this guy I kind of hate? <laughs> so it's it's a very adult sort of, you know, the, the, it's sci fi, but in the best sort of way of like, taking that concept and, and doing you know, very interesting, uh, sophisticated adult type drama with that. So I, I liked all six episodes. I thought they were really strong. And I just realized I had, I've had it in my notes for months and I've just, I wanted to get some, some broadcast out there of what this show was. Yeah. It sounds really interesting. It didn't get the best reviews, but it, it sounds good. That sounds very interesting. Uh, the only other things I would I would say I, I watched in the last couple months was well in the last month when I, since I got Netflix I caught up with season three of Formula One, Drive to Survive or whatever they've been following that uh, those Formula One drivers the last three seasons and it's just you don't even have to care about racing it's it's pretty riveting they do an amazing job and still great stuff um, and. Uh, the reality show uh, they had it's done around the world just like Big Brother or whatever, but it's uh, one that Netflix is last on to is The Circle. Um, season two of the U.S. version was on there, and I enjoyed the first season. And this season was also good. It, the concept is they put a bunch of people, like you know, seven or eight people, in a apartment building. They're each in their own apartment. They can only talk online basically they're just in their own circle of you know of online they can they can show one picture of themselves to start out with and like a little profile statement and they can have a limited number of private online conversations with each other or form little groups and they do not have to put their own picture they can catfish uh and several of them do this season (laughs) And as people get limited, they bring other people in. And so 
it's it's really good. I I know that I'm pretty sure Jesse watched this, but I have I don't think I ever heard what he thought of it. I'm kind of I'm curious, Jesse, what you thought of it. Is this but like a, a weekly release, or they drop them all? They, at the same they time? drop. They I like the way they do it. They drop like two or three episodes one week. Two or, two or three. There's only there's like maybe ten episodes at the most. Mm-hmm. You know, drop a few more, and then they wait and drop the finale by itself, so people aren't getting spoiled. It's a it's a good way to do. it. That seems like the drive a for a lot of the a lot of those shows are the water cooler, you know, talking yeah. about a chat room thing the next day. So that would be a hard thing to build yeah. with the Netflix. Movie. They they do a good job of the way they do it. Just a few episodes, you can kind of do a short little binge, short little binge, and then everybody watches the finale. But it was good. One one woman went on there. She is Lance Bass's assistant. So she came came on there and said she was Lance Bass, and. <laughs> And it was totally possible. It was just believable enough that it could be Lance Bass because some people are. But one girl in the house is from a, a TV show. And, you know, it's like you could possibly be who you say you are. And she knew a lot, a lot about Lance Bass. So she could speak for him, basically. And some it, and it's kind of amazing to, you know, some one girl, woman plays her goes in as her husband or boyfriend and one, you know, other, someone says they're much younger person, you know, or just, just a lot of, a lot of things like that. And just the complicated things, because people start to form like relationships. And then at the end, they're going to realize that it's not who they thought they were talking to. In fact, one person Two people may get eliminated and come back, and those two people are playing a different person together. It's it's good, and it's short. It's not very long, and it's 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 a newer kind of reality show that is entertaining. That's all I got, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Bye. <laughs> uh, as always, I'm the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Lance Bath. <laughs> I just got cat. What? Prove it. Prove I'm not. <laughs> uh, I have I have a doll, paid a which, dollar a month. I can see this. Which which Bath. band am I in again? <laughs> <laughs> Cliff Barnes. Seth, bye 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 forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udownwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share.